Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. As we come into full summer here in 2023, are you looking around in your garden and seeing those plants that you planted when they were so little, those little tiny tomato plants or the little seedlings that maybe you put in the ground and now they're just full and growing and thriving? Isn't it interesting when we start to think about ourselves that you can only grow as big as the container that you're in? What is the container in your life right now that you have planted yourself Are you ready to transplant into a larger container so that you can grow and thrive? That's what this episode is about, allowing yourself to start to see the containers in your life and learning how to transplant, expand, and thrive. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, codependency, and control addiction. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we need to turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on our inner change and healing. Positive results in our lives will follow. As I record this, it is full on summer 2023 in Louisville, Colorado. And I'm looking around at all the plants that I planted and the things that I had made perennials and the annuals. And as I was replanting something and taking it out of its little pot that I got at the flower store and putting it into a much bigger pot, I looked over at my tomato plants and I remember doing the same thing for them when they were just these little twigs and you just thought, man, I hope these can make it to something. And I put them in my garden. And as I was looking at what I was holding in my hand, this this small delicate flower in this small container, and it just felt like it couldn't ever grow past that container. I couldn't imagine that it could eventually fill this big, huge pot that I bought. And I look over at my tomato plants, and they're five feet tall, and they're just ripe with all of these green tomatoes that are finally getting enough sun to be able to turn red. And they're almost falling over in their cages because they're so big. And I've been tending to them and I've been watering them and I've been fertilizing them. And I've just watched them blossom and grow. And it made me think of us. And it made me think of our journey as human beings and how we are in the world and how we end up growing 
or staying stagnant. And as I was putting these new flowers, there were grasses and flowers, into this big pot, and I had this visualization, it came to me that we can't get bigger than the container that we are in. That this flower that I was holding can never grow big outside of this little container that it needs to be put into a different container to grow. It needs to be put in this big pot. And that indeed, if I trust it, it will do that. So as human beings, I've been thinking about this. I've been mulling this over for a couple of weeks as I wanted to talk to you about it because I've been trying to have more clarity around what those containers are in our own lives. Because when I first think about it, I first think about our circumstances. I first think about we're stuck in our own circumstance and how could I grow in the limited relationship that I was in with my husband or in the job that I had that only had X amount of space to grow financially or management wise or whatever the circumstances may be. And I thought that's where we first go to this part of us that says my container is not in my hands. It's out of my control. It's something that I didn't pick, not in the control of what we can and can't control in soul recovery, but like that bigger control that this was handed to me. And I think that that's where we can really get stuck because the truth is we're not pots that are at the Home Depot or at Lowe's waiting to get picked up little flowers and little seeds. We are actually seeds in the universe that we have already been planted, our souls have already been planted in this expansive garden, and that these constructs that we have of what our physical circumstances are, what the situations in our lives are, we create those constructs. And some of them feel very real and are very real. I'm not discounting that being in a difficult relationship or a difficult job or a town that doesn't have the kind of like-minded people or values that align with you. There are real things that happen. I remember recently listening to a spiritual podcast and they were reflecting on somebody saying they were so angry because someone that they loved was incarcerated and that there was really no way that they could break out of their own trauma and this horrible circumstance that they were in by being incarcerated. And the teacher was reflecting back that although that circumstance, that container does feel restrictive, ultimately what we're working with in soul recovery and in spirituality is the expansiveness of our consciousness, the expansiveness of our way of relating to higher power, of relating to ourselves. And all of that is bigger than whatever we think the tiny container is. So part of this journey is to start looking at our own lives and saying, am I, for whatever reason, emotionally, physically, spiritually, literally, physically, in the situation that we're in, am I in a container that will truly allow me to be my fullest self? And is that container something that we personally have imposed upon ourselves? Or are we imposing it upon ourselves falsely thinking that it's somebody else who is making us feel as you know, I say, no one can make us feel a certain way, we certainly can 
be in response to somebody's negative energy or negative choices or behavior patterns. But ultimately, what we're learning in soul recovery and spirituality is we decide the container. And I think the most beautiful thing is that the truth is the container is only our own perception that we can actually physically be incarcerated or we can physically be in a job that isn't fulfilling or in a relationship that isn't fulfilling. And once we realize that that container is not true, that that is our decision of what it is, that's our conception of what it is, that's our construct that we've created for ourselves, we can break out of that and realize that we actually get to choose the size and scope of our container because it's within us in our own awareness and our own healing and our own connection to our higher power, our own connection to letting go of grievance and pain and past harms and living through them that keeps us restrained. And so this garden of our soul is this profoundly beautiful, fertile soil that has nothing but full potential for us. Now, when I look at my own life and I look at this scenario for myself, one of the things I also think about is life happens. There's not going to be a garden that doesn't go through the trials and tribulations of weather, that doesn't go through the trials and tribulations of the seasons, that sometimes we grow back and have to get small and quiet in the winter so that we can move forward that this isn't just this one size fits all if you can expand your consciousness and be willing to let go of control and and see outside of needing other people for you to be happy that everything will be fabulous it will be better it will be substantially better you will have more peace in your heart you will not take things personally like you did you will not be affected in such painful and harmful ways but it doesn't mean that we still don't go through the process of being human. And so for me, I look at this and I think, okay, if I look back at what I had created in my life of bigger and bigger containers, it's been a slow process of constantly replanting myself into a new way of being, a healthier way of being. It's taken time. And if I have awareness over Oh my gosh, maybe like the first time that we got sober, which was around 15 years ago. When I went into recovery for the first time, it was as if I could hear the spirituality that I had been taught in my spiritual center for the first time in a, in a deeper way. It was a layer under the surface of what I was able to hear in that experience. And I think what I look at now is instead of judging myself and saying, oh, I can't believe that you didn't know then how you feel now. Of course not. Because this is a slow and steady process. We have to be gentle with ourselves in this continual transplanting of ourselves into newer, more fertile soil, more sunshine, more room to grow. And that that was my part of the process then. That was part of my learning. I had to go through that experience of getting sober that time and actually feeling what it feels like to not have that poison in my body. And 
that I needed to go through the steps and I needed to work them in that way for myself. And I needed to do the journey that was my first incarnation around this deep dive into looking at myself instead of pointing the finger at the rest of the world and telling them that they're making my container too tight. It's up to everybody else to create that space for me to grow and to blossom. I say that like it's so energetic, but it was. I was so consumed with the belief that everybody else was the problem. I was so consumed with that. If you're ready for soul recovery, as a spiritual coach, I can support your healing to help make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. You can also work in smaller groups by taking a deep dive in a Zoom workshop or with me in person at a retreat or an event. Join others on the Soul Recovery Path once a month for the free Zoom support group or daily on the private Facebook page. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions with me or find all the information you need about soul recovery, dates that are coming up, and how to register for those groups and workshops. To support the podcast and the community, check the links in the show notes to make a small monthly donation or a one-time donation of your choice that will make a huge impact to support this community and the soul recovery mission. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. So I have to give myself grace around that and know that that too was part of the process of of learning and growing. And as I've moved through this interesting journey over the past 15 years of sobriety and then not sobriety and still being really blamey and judgy around the people in my life and in my marriage, I can watch that part that says I could only grow into what was my belief systems at that time, that I couldn't get past what was really in my brain and how my brain worked. And if you've had sessions with me, and I might have said this on a podcast before, but I always think of a computer having been around computers for most of my my career and using PCs and you have your your system that you're trying to use. You have your word program or your data processing program or your sales program or whatever it is that you're trying to use that you're you need right now to get your job done. And it's frozen. It's not working. And so you hit control alt delete and up pops the task manager with the list of the three or four main running programs that you're running your web browser and your word document or your sales force program or whatever it is. And underneath there is this square of all the stuff that's actually running the computer. All of that stuff underneath is really how the computer runs. And that often gets bogged down with old files with temporary files with little corruptions that have happened that's why you do the cleaner and it goes through and it clears up all that stuff and then we we say i want to quit this program that is not responding and i want to start it over but if we don't change our operating system if we don't go back and look at what is our subconscious actually truly believing about ourselves then we're going to continue to have corruptions and problems and non-responses in the programs that we're trying to run in our life. 
And that's the same as being held by your thought process that those underlying programs, underlying beliefs that you may not even realize are really, really what you think. My big one was that I won't be loved, I won't be accepted if I do something wrong. That getting in trouble was a really, that just meant like love and care would stop. And now I can look back and say, that's not true. That was the experience of a three-year-old child who, of course, that's what she thought. My parents weren't trying to give me some belief system that was going to make it so painful for me to be so afraid of being in trouble my entire life. I was just in trouble that time, you know, and you were trying to be corrected. But that made my container small. I made the container small. I put myself into a pot that would never allow me to grow because of my fear of getting in trouble. And it meant that I didn't speak up early in relationships. It meant that I didn't actually say what I was thinking or feeling. It meant that I didn't express myself in a way that was truly what was going on for me because I tempered it with what I thought would be what that person wanted to hear or needed or how I would be accepted in that situation so I wouldn't be quote unquote in trouble. I didn't push my luck in anything. I'm notorious for not doing anything too wild or crazy because I like to follow the rules and I don't want to get in trouble. I don't like to park where you're not supposed to park. You know, it has kept me in a particular container. Now, I get to decide if that is going to be my restriction. And so this very particular circumstance, interestingly enough, when I finally could see it and I could finally look at how that was an operating system that was running all my programs in an unhealthy way, then I could move to have compassion for myself and not judge myself in soul recovery. We're not judging. There's no judgment. We're learning how to let go of judgment, especially negative judgment, but positive judgment as well of not getting too caught up in saying, oh, good, 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 good. It's We're trying to stay a little more neutral and letting go of our expectations. But I was able to change my operating system to say, I am interested in feedback, and I know that I can handle any criticism or difficult conversations from my resourced strong self. And I will be okay, and I will still be loved. Now, that's an entirely different container. That's like immediately transplanting yourself into something bigger. If you look at ourselves, and you look at our souls, and you're doing soul recovery, and you're letting go of control, that first step, admitting that we're powerless over every single thing outside of ourselves and that our desire to control people, places, and things causes us pain and suffering. What we're recognizing is we get to decide what our restraints are going to be. And we get to let go of so much that is not ours. And we get to let go of so much of what our brain holds onto and wants to put into our operating systems that isn't real. And it's not about learning to not think or to have 
control over every thought in our mind. This is what our brains do. They think that's their job. Our subconscious and our conscious mind and our hearts and our spirituality are around learning how to translate what's going on in the thinking and decipher and figure out what parts are real for us to pay attention to and to let go of so much of it and just let it be instead of attaching to it and and holding on to reasons why and trying to decipher this for that and if they would just do this and why can't the world show up for me like this and I was treated this way so now I'm like this. All of those are just making you into a small container and we can't grow in that level of clinging and attachment to all of those thoughts. So if we have the power to determine our own ability to fully flourish and grow, how do you do that? How do you give yourself permission to say, I actually want to be planted in the unlimited, fertile, beautiful, always perfect temperature, always beautiful weather garden of spirituality and of life. Well, as I alluded to earlier, part of that is letting yourself be in each particular moment that you are. And instead of wanting to be at the finish line already, allowing yourself to really lean into this practice of being a human being, this curriculum of life that allows us to learn and to grow, and to be curious about why we are allowing a particular container to restrain us. And instead of pointing the finger outward, we're, we're looking at ourselves and touching in on feelings and memories and letting go of the need to protect our parents or to blame our parents or our siblings or family members that were really important in our upbringing and coming back down to what did it feel like and what does it feel like for me in my own experience of myself releasing everyone. And can I learn from that? Can I notice parts of myself that might need to take responsibility for actions, for ways of thinking, for ways of interacting with other people, for defense mechanisms, for ways of being short, or I, I could be kind of self-righteous. I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew the best way for everything. And when we can look at those parts of ourselves, then do the next step, which is to be tender to that part and ask, what is that protecting in me? Mine was protecting my absolute fear of being in trouble. Man, if I could make sure that I knew what to do and what was going on and how something should be done, then it would keep me from being in trouble keep me from being rejected. Now my container still can be small. There are definitely times when those old pains, those memories, those emotions, something will happen, someone will say something, something will come up. And there's that trigger that wants to shrink us back in. And instead of seeing yourself as shrinking into a container, 
What if you just see yourself as being shocked by bad weather, shocked by a really big storm? And recognize that that's how it is in the plant life. That's how it is in the world and how organisms are. That we flourish at times, and then there are times when we have to step back and regroup and regrow ourselves. And that we, as our fully resourced whole selves, can nurture ourselves. We are the gardeners of our own garden. That we will be there with spirit, with higher power, connecting to higher power, asking higher power for the tools that you need, the resources that you need to be able to make it through this, to be able to look at what needs to be looked at, to lean into the knowing that you are being held and guided and directed by source. And that the universe wants nothing more for you than for you to grow and blossom and bloom and flourish. That's what the universe wants for you. So I encourage you to look at how you are restricting yourself and then look at it in a compassionate, loving kindness way, using the tools of soul recovery, using the tools of spirituality and visualize yourself transplanting. And if you can only transplant to a one bigger container, you have done success. For me, that's how it's been. One transformation at a time. And as I always say, if you need help with this, if you want to work through the soul recovery steps or do some of this work around looking at what are these restrictions, book a coaching session with me. This is what we do in soul recovery. We look at these things. And my goal is to help you flourish And to allow you to be your fullest, most fully aware, living from your highest self, self. It's right there. I see it in you already. Thank you for being part of this amazing community. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Recovery Soul Podcast and being part of this amazing and growing community. If you loved this episode and you want even more, there is a bonus episode with even more content every Friday. This is by subscription. You can access that by being a Patreon member and there's three tiers of giving of your choice or an Apple Podcast subscriber. Once you have subscribed, you have access to a whole back catalog of episodes as well. If you would go to the website, recoveryoursoul.net, and I would love for you to subscribe to email updates so that you can keep posted with everything that's going on, different events, what dates are coming up, any reminders. There's only a couple emails each month. I hope you follow Recover Your Soul on social media. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, the private Facebook community page, TikTok. And if you want guided meditations, look for Reverend Rachel Harrison on Insight Timer. I really encourage you to take advantage of the one-on-one coaching. 
This is a unique, intuitive connection between the two of us. There are nine steps to soul recovery, and I do use those nine steps to loosely guide us through whatever you're coaching that you need. But really, it's about creating a way for you to feel comfortable around your healing of your past, looking at the situations in your life. What are the patterns? What are the beliefs that are holding you back? Breaking free from those patterns breaking free from those beliefs, letting go of control, letting go of the people around you, and taking your power back, discovering who you are and who you want to be in the world and how I can support you to do this. And also, you're sharing this podcast with your friends, putting five stars, leaving reviews, really sharing this with others is growing the community. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for supporting Recover Your Soul. And I know that together we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.